Hey everyone, listen in as we discuss how to deal with the, this is just one more app that's going to go away mentality as you introduce a new quality management system. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters, brought to you by Texas Quality Assurance, where quality management gets simplified. I'm Darcy. And I'm Kyle. So we're heading in our new direction. Yes. We're going to talk about tips and tricks. Yes. So one thing um, one of our team members brought up is, you know, the quality management system. And it's just one more app and one more thing I have to keep up with and yep. one more thing I have to do. Yep. I, I totally feel this <laughs> 100% because, you know, I think about the kids' school. <laughs> we, yeah. Schools, no plural. Um, we have three kids in two schools, three different grade levels, and I feel like there are emails out the wazoo, and each extracurricular wants to use a different communication tool or a different app to schedule to the point that I throw my hands up and say, I'm just not going to check anything. And then some teachers still send it home in paper in a folder. Very few. But it's just like there's so many communication channels Come on, folks, let's pick something. So that's kind of where I am. I, I I feel this very much. It's one more. And even the kids' sports. The yes. coach has an app, and then someone else is going to use Facebook. And, like, I'm ready to pull my hair out. So in the workplace, you know, I haven't taught in a long time since all these apps started coming up. So I don't know how teachers are as far as you know doing their lesson plans and their communication tools Mm. and their grading you know and all the different apps i know that the kids have a sign-on portal and all the apps are there for them so you know i know when they introduced something new we all kind of felt like that like this is one new thing that i'm gonna have to learn it's gonna go away in two years and then i'm gonna have to relearn something else i know so help us out with that (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> App expert. All right. Well, Software we've got expert. 18 minutes left to dive into this. Huh. How am I going to do this? Okay. Well, first thing I'll say is we deal with that ourselves here at Texas Quality Assurance. It's, it's a struggle. So even a company full of quality managers, computer geeks, software developers, like, yeah, it's still tough because um, different tools have different purposes. It's kind of like, you know, if you've got a toolbox, the hammer only does so much, and a screwdriver can't necessarily replace it. And you got to have the right tool for the right purpose. But it can cascade out of control. It can absolutely cascade out of control. Um, so I'll give you an example. So the QMS software that we have, we try to package as much into that one software package as possible so you've got your document control your automated approvals we've got security built into it with a really cool dashboard your non-conformance reports corrective action reports calibrations approved supplier list file shares and on and on i'm not training records training records the training requirements the training records and a schedule of who needs to be trained when with the required training report 
So we try to pack as much into this one tool as possible. And my thought process, because the computer geek, you know, we want the one app to rule them all. Hope everyone catches Lord of Rings reference this year. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we want I the, didn't, so okay. thank you for throwing that out there. <laughs> we want the one app to rule them all. Unfortunately, it doesn't exist. Um, and well, and in that scenario, I'm thinking about maybe the accountant, because that's one of the major roles mm-hmm. I have at Texas Quality Assurance. And, you know, I don't need to access that software, the quality mm-hmm. management system, but in a way I do, because the procedures still should be in there for yep. accounting. And, yep. you know, Kyle may slap me on the wrist for saying that, but I don't access it. Right. I don't do it, and I need to since we're phasing me out. Yes. <laughs> I need to make sure we're up to date, too. But I'm that person. I yeah. am that person that is like, I don't want one but more app. That's an example, though. Well, so let me give a real-world example of struggle we ran into. So uh, Caleb, he's our uh, our software uh, manager. And me and him butted heads for probably four months over how we're going to schedule some of our projects and, and, and so forth. And I was absolutely, absolutely insistent that we need to build this into the Microsoft 365 platform that our QMS software is based on. And because, again, I want the one app to rule them all. I'm going to minimize it at <laughs> all cost. Well, after about four months, maybe even longer, of trial and error and beating their heads against a brick wall to try to force 365 to bend to our will, I finally gave up. And so we've got another tool that we use for our production planning and scheduling. But we know very, very clearly where the lines are. What information goes into one, what information goes into another. Folks are trained on what information goes into one, what information goes to another. We have documented in our procedure how when one action happens in one tool, what action should happen in the other. And unfortunately, a lot of organizations don't um, try so hard to have one app do as much as possible. Um, And they don't do a very good job of training their folks on what is and isn't permissible in each app. Because sometimes it's like, well, I think I can use it for this. Well, that's great. But if you're the only one doing it, you're going to confuse everyone. Right. There needs to be consistency. And then we even have here, so the same thing for sales and marketing. Sales and marketing, unfortunately, is a third application. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yes, we can bend 365 to our will for some of the sales and marketing stuff. I found that other providers do a fantastic, better job. But the key is that you document exactly what each app is and isn't for. You write specific work instructions for critical tasks. Not every task, but critical tasks. So I think about the school, like you're talking about. Well, all of these teachers kind of just say, oh, I like this one. I'm going to use this. Mm -hmm. But then they're not thinking about what the other eight teachers that that student has are doing. And it turns into chaos. So you wind up making your life simpler for yourself, but more complex for everyone else. We've talked a bunch of times before about the the cascading unintended consequences of an action. Mm -hmm. So you really have to think about it. I don't know how well that kind of answers your question there. Well, I agree. I think a lot of people's frustration, and again, I'm going back to when I was teaching, is that it changes yes. so quickly. And even with you working here, and it's a different situation for us because we're husband and wife, so I can say, no, I'm not doing that, <laughs> and he can't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> but you still have to be open, not ha- 
have, like when I say have to be, I don't mean that as conditional. You absolutely, without question, have to be open to negative feedback from your team. Yes. Because if you're getting negative feedback from your team and your response is some variation of, we'll just use it anyways, Mm -hmm. do you think for any second that they're going to really engage with that tool and learn the intricacies of it? No, they're going to do the bare minimum and squeak by and never really learn how it's used. So we've been in business for several years, and at first it was Kyle by himself, and then he said, hey, I really need your help, and I came, and, you know, he, (laughs) I don't want to say he was scrambling, but we had a lot of different tools for a lot of different things, and he would assign me something to do, and I would spend hours working on it, and then it would never get used. And so I was that frustrated quote unquote employee yep. that was like, I'm just not doing another new thing. I'm yeah. just not going to do another new thing. So it's important, I think, to um, convey to your employees like, hey, I know this is a frustrating time. We're going to get this QMS software. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's not a QMS, whatever, whatever it, is, it is. And we're going to see how it works. We're mm-hmm. going to see how it works for everybody. We need the honest feedback and we're going to try to minimize the apps pack in what we can and get this to work. I guess the problem, you know, going back to the school district, you think about our school district, there are thousands of employees in our school district. So, you know, that is a lot of feedback to manage and you can't please everyone. No, you can't. And this is where you as a business owner or manager truly have to draw the line and say, we will not add more communication channels or more software or more systems until it's been vetted. Unfortunately, the fear that folks run into is what I see with a lot of larger organizations. Um, If you're in a large organization, thousands of employees, let me tell you, if you want to add even a new version of an iPhone to be put onto their network, it's an act of Congress to get it done. Mm. So we, we have to find some leeway to allow folks to have to innovate and to have ideas, but still standardize our communication channels. Because that's the key is when the communication channels get out of whack, which is what you deal with with the teachers at the school, is how does the end user respond to it? So if an employee communicates with one manager through, you know, Teams and another one through this app and another one through that app, like, they don't really know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the rules that we instituted here <laughs> is – um, we don't communicate with customers over Teams um, yes. through Teams chat. Right now, we'll have a Teams meeting with someone for mm-hmm. video, but we will for not written communication. Yes, we will not do written communication over Teams. The one exception is if we share a video with them because they've got the Teams chat from that meeting. We'll put the link to the video in the Teams chat. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, all email. Uh, all communication is email or phone. And if you have a phone call with a customer, we also have rule that you then send an email to our client services account with the details. And it all the has details. the job number attached yes. to it so that we can easily search for that job number. So the problems that you ran into, Darcy, when you first started working here was that I had not drawn those lines for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem that folks run into is there's inf- these days there's infinite possibilities. So I'm just, you know, my wheels are turning here and I'm just thinking like if you were to sit down with, say, a school district (laughs) who probably (laughs) or any, you know, entity that does not already have something in place, 
you really kind of have to look at everything, not just their production and yep. fabrication or whatever. You have yeah. to look at all aspects of the business and say, okay, what do you really need an app for? Yes. And what apps are going to be best for those so that we can minimize the number of apps? That's great for somebody who's just starting out, kind of, because they don't really know even somebody just starting out. But you think about a school district that's been Mm -hmm. around for years and years and years and years and has thousands of employees. I think you still have to sit down with them and say, okay, what do y'all do on a daily basis? Each department, what do you do? What app do you really need? How can we minimize the tools? But then the question is still, they get a new app. How long do they try it out before they're like, this isn't working for us. We need something different. So the answer to that question is you select a group of people to test out the new ideas. Okay. You receive feedback on it. People don't like this, though, because it means a decision that could take me 30 seconds personally to make means I might have to wait three months mm-hmm. to have it tested and approved. The Probably the single most overlooked process procedure when developing a management system is communications. People gloss over communications. Well, of course we talk to our customers. Of course we share things internally. Of course we do that. But how? Yes. The how is very important. So if I'm going to do an employee um, annual review, that's communication. These are employee records, HR records. Do I do that over Teams? Do I do that in person? Do I do that over a phone? What are the acceptable methods of communication? How does that get stored? Who gets a copy of it? Those things need some clarity. If mm-hmm. I'm talking with a customer, can I talk with a customer over text? Can I talk with a customer over Teams chat? How do I do that? Why would it matter if I use multiple methods? Eh, some folks, doesn't matter so much. Some folks, it does. For us, there's a lot of liability in the work we do. I'm not going to let that be risked with a text message that doesn't get logged. Mm-hmm. So you really got to think about those. Well, I mean, it's true. I think about it again, going back to teaching. I was always <laughs> unclear how to record a conference. They say, you know, you have to record every conference. Well, how? Yes. And how do I store that? And how long do I? I mean, if I take notes on it, that's just my notes. I can write down whatever I want. Exactly. You can't record a phone call. But then we were also told if an email is more than one or two sentences, don't send in an email because that can get misconstrued. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't very clear nope. how to keep records of these conferences. And those policies that they had were likely only documented in the verbal conversation that the principal had with the teachers. Mm-hmm. There was no formal documentation. So as with everything with quality, ultimately it comes down to make some decisions, record those decisions, and train people on what they were. That's a quality management system. It really and is. as far as introducing another new app, like if you mm-hmm. bought Texas Quality Assurance's software, yeah, you know, it's not just buying the app. It's like, let us come sit down, see everything you do. Now, can we recommend an accounting software? No, no. we can't. But we can say ours doesn't do that. Here's the procedures you do. Here's what your mm-hmm. accounting software needs to do. Right. Go find the best one that fits for you. Yep. And we've had folks ask us, well, can you develop XYZ to, to handle these other functions? And, you know, years back, the I, I wanted to answer, well, well yes, we can. And mm-hmm. I guess it is the answer, yes, we can. But should we? Yeah, that's a different that's, answer. That's not our realm, and nope. we don't want to give you a not quality product. Correct. 
So let me, this may be the last thing I I share here. So I'll just kind of walk through, like when you purchase our software, so we call it DQA Cloud. It's quality management suite. It's all runs from Microsoft 365, really easy to use. Um, But even as easy as it is, because I'm telling you user engagement's number one important thing. We can have a whole other discussion on that. (laughs) But if user engagement doesn't happen, it doesn't matter how awesome it is. we schedule an onboarding meeting with the person who's going to be the primary point of contact for that team. Then we schedule a series of at least four trainings over that first month to show them how to perform various tasks in granular detail. And we're working on a whole bank of videos and how to's and tips and tricks for the software that they can go to when they want. So even then, it's not like we just throw it out there and say, hey, guys, use this. Tell me what you think about it. Well, see what you can figure out. Mm-hmm. Eh, that doesn't work actually for most folks. Some right. folks, that's a good idea, but most it's not. So we tell them, all right, we're going to get you onboarded over this first month, and we're going to dedicate some time to show you exactly how to do it. We're going to help you get some information entered. We're going to help you get it uploaded. Um, but that process shouldn't only occur with DQA Cloud. That process should occur with anything new you do in your organization. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because I said somebody like Texas Quality Assurance needs to come down and look at your whole business. So would that fall under like our consultation umbrella that you sit down with them and say, here's your procedure for this department. Here's your procedure for this department. Here's the things you need to look for in an app for those departments. Can you help them? I try not actually try not to get too involved in that area because uh, I don't have the expertise about all of the other systems out there. Okay. There's no shortage of business systems for running a production program. There's no shortage of accounting tools, no shortage of sales tools. Um, but what I would advise folks to do whenever you do get on board with a new system, um, not everyone uh, cares so much about user engagement as we do. So I'll use um, HubSpot, for example. We use HubSpot for a lot of our sales marketing stuff. I've had it for years. It took me about four years to figure out how to use the darn tool effectively. Okay, well, I can now show one of my team members how to use it effectively in an hour. Mm-hmm. But it took me four years to figure it out on my own. So whatever, whatever tool you wind up going with, do have those conversations with folks and say, what does this onboarding process look like? And how much are we going to be left to figure it out on our own? Right. Um, probably tooting my own horn here, but I'm really proud of the work that our team does to make certain that folks know how to use this tool and integrate it into their business. And at the same time, I'm also very proud that we know when to say we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. That's not what we're best at. Right. We have conversations fairly regularly about job travelers and work orders and things of that nature. If you've got an ERP, enterprise resource planning business system, it's probably got that tool built in. Great. We're going to learn how your tool, how your software manages that and write it into the procedure. But if it doesn't, we'll help you write a work instruction that you can print from Excel. Um, but yeah, it, it is. So, so to answer the question, you know, how do you tackle like, oh, it's one more app. That's how you tackle it. You're going to sit down. You're going to onboard them. You're going to have yeah. several training systems yeah. or sessions. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just throw it out there and say, see what works. I I think about, you know, I think there are several cookie cutter QMS software programs out there. And um, don't get me started. That's kind of what they do. They they sell you Mm -hmm. and say, now go do it. Yeah. And that I mean, if you're looking for something like that, chances are you're not going to go do it on your own. Um, Yes. And (laughs) and 
I think we do kind of have a standard software. Yep. But we're going to we, we can customize it. We can customize for you, but we're also going to train you yeah. with that software. And then we have other things that go along with Oh yeah. The software, you know, the consultation, mm-hmm. the auditing, the training well, and everything. We've so. got a couple of clients that are on the software right now. And as a part of our monthly fractional quality management program with them, you know, we're not just training them on how they can upload all of their documents, but we're actually going out there and side by side uploading, you know, five years worth of records into the system with them. Which, um, which is huge because then it feels so much less daunting. Like yes. <laughs> I would look at that. I look at my file cabinet and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do with all these papers? Right. Right. <laughs> so well, if I had somebody sitting next to me and saying, uh, you know, a bookkeeper and saying, okay, we need to keep these. We don't need to keep those. Right. Like that would be so much better. Yep. Yep. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a number of different applications within your organization, but you have to make certain that you as a business owner or a manager consciously made a decision for it and what its purpose limitations and training are if you don't do that you're going to run into a chaotic mess where you're just pissing people off (laughs) i guess that's all Hey, this is Kyle with Texas Quality Assurance. Thank you again so much for checking out the Quality Matters podcast. We absolutely love putting this out and love the feedback we get from you guys. So please take a moment to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or drop us a line on LinkedIn. We absolutely love hearing from you every chance we get.